Hey, we're live now. We are live. This is the Fresher and Parlance Show. This is the Fresher and Parlance Show, and this is uh, week eight. Actually, it's week nine, it's but show episode eight. episode number eight. Yeah. Week nine. Number. Yeah. Differentiation. Yeah, we took a week off. I... Uh, there's been a lot of changes. We had a lot of technical issues, I feel like, starting this There one. were. I think there were uh, some Google updates. But I think, overall, it's for the better. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having phone-in um, phone guests, I think. Don't I you know. Think? And uh, watch YouTube videos. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how that's going to work, but... Uh, we'll Sounds see, cool. We'll try it. But, so um, anyway, uh, well, all right. So let's just get right into it, Jeremy. It's been, it's been. We took a week off. It was a hiatus. I was traveling for work, and I had not the ability to uh, get on the the show. And I'm, I apologize for that. But that's okay because your friend was in town, and you I also, do it. yeah, I had to go to the airport to pick up my friends, and uh, thought I was going to be able to get a short show in, but it turned out that their flight was early, which is a good thing, but. Probably I wouldn't have been able to manage both. That is correct. And I, as you can see, I'm sporting a terrible, terrible facial hair. I was just commenting <laughs> on that with uh, Jeremy. So it's, it's not bad. It's like a you know one of those shadows or whatever the time's supposed to be. Five. It's, this is actually more. This is like a you know they say five o'clock shadow. This is more of a four day shadow, Jeremy. This is like <laughs> four day shadow. Yeah, this is like the zombie apocalypse shadow. It's like haven't had a, too busy running for my life to shave. <laughs> That's what I got right now. Um, so so how, let, let's talk about it, Jeremy. Super Bowl champion Seahawks. I, yeah, I know. It's well, very has exciting. it been that long? We didn't even talk since we won. No, because we that happened two Sundays ago. That's right. Yeah. I know. I'm pretty psyched. I mean, it, it happened. It happened. Also, I won our office uh, bet for all of the stats on the game. I was pretty psyched about that. Yeah, you know what? I I was psyched for you to win, but I was not psyched. I I managed it, and doing the scorekeeping was a bit of a bitch. I know. Well, I was wondering, was that already a preset thing? You could look up someone else's answers. Yeah. So here's the thing: the that was out there on the internet. Print it and have fun with it. But no one followed up on any of that. So no <laughs> one they posted the thing, but they never posted the the like actual the answer, answer sheet. sheet. Yeah. So I just was like, I had to, so game time, how long the game was, normally a box score will have the game time, like three hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. It came down to that, it was that and length of halftime. And all the other ones I was able to find, such as like touchdowns, first score, jersey number, all that jazz. But it came down to where you had 34 points and another person, Tyler, had 32 points and you both had exact opposite answers for the two that I couldn't get for, for halftime. So like, it was like that was going to be the deciding factor. Yeah, so I made a call. I went to the Breaking News app. Actually, I went to the Breaking News division right next to my desk, and I said, hey, did you live tweet the <laughs> end? I mean, they're kind of like an app. Yeah, I, 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 was, I asked if, if they tweeted the live, um, the end of the game, at the moment it happened. And they said, yeah, we tweeted the end of the game, the moment it happened. So I went into the breakingnews.com. I looked it up. I got the thing. Then it was in Gen- Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. Right. So oh, you I had to convert it. I had to convert that. And then, so I got it. But then what's the matter is Tyler won, you lost. So then it was 34-33. I had to get the halftime length. Yeah. And so Tyler's like, oh, no worries about this. He's like, we could, we'll go to the official Seattle um, Seahawks Twitter feed 
and they announced the end of the half score. This or is the, some investigative work. And it turned out that you got that one right, and it pulled you ahead 35-33. Uh, ah, I wish I was here for all this stuff. Yeah, it was quite it was quite the showdown at the very end there. I like I was the, the ghost participant since I came into work late that day. I know. But I thought it was good sleuthiness to is that a word sleuthiness? I'm gonna it use is it. Now. Yeah. It was good sleuthing by me to just decide to use Twitter as an official timer of I the mean game. it's used for a lot of other official things, so why not? Yeah, so why not? So anyway, congratulations, you won a whopping four dollars. Woo! Woo! Yeah, I was pretty proud of you. I, I came in I second to last. I, came I got called out for putting it in my wallet, so I did put it on the wall. Yeah, so uh, that happened. The Super and Bowl. then also there was a parade directly after that. Yeah, 700,000 people filtered in. Apparently. I mean, I heard some crowd people talking about that it was actually not possible to be that many, and it's an overestimate, but it's still cool. It's still the biggest parade we've ever had. Yeah, I well, I can't imagine there would ever be a larger parade ever. Also, they said that there was no arrests from the people at the parade, which is pretty impressive. That is impressive. Cooperation. And, well, my my wife had a two and a half hour commute that morning going into the city. Oh yeah, I know. It was yeah, the traffic was horrible. I mean, I rode the train down there, and uh, I missed like the first two trains because they were too full, and then the third one. I was just like, I'm just going to get on, and I just pushed my way in even though people were pissed. So when, so she parked in my building but took the bus to her office? Yeah. That was fine. Coming back, though, she was taking the bus from her office downtown, like, you know, heading south. Yeah. And the, peop- the bus driver was going crazy, apparently. Yeah. Because there was so- apparently all the northbound buses heading out of the city were filled up by the time it got to where her office is, which is in, like, 9th and yeah. Stewart, like that Stewart area. So people were trying to hop on the downtown bus, taking the loop, following the oh, loop. Oh, to just get back? That's yeah. crazy. But the bus driver wouldn't allow it. He was like, no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> um, also, apparently, security was very high in our building. Oh, yeah, I heard that they would probably do that, but I, I didn't notice directly. Well, the parking, they closed our parking garage. To, well, I don't think that was security. I think it was more that, like, the streets were inaccessible. Well, no, they allowed people to park in there, but only if you actually worked in the building. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's well, a, yeah. It was, it was still, it was quite the event. I would show a picture if I could figure out how to do that on this. Well, I watched, I watched the live feed, so essentially the unfiltered live feed from King 5. I know, that was pretty funny. In New York. And it was, uh, it was. I mean, it was impressive. And you sent me some photos that were, they were impressive. There was a lot of people. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, but then, yeah, I was in New York, so uh, I have some thoughts on New York. I wanted to talk about it. Do it. Yeah. So, I really, I'm down on New York right now. Down on it, really? I haven't been in a while, but I mean, it seems like a cool place. Well, I think you would like it. Because yeah. you're a go-getter, a young go-getter. Go, young go-getter. Yeah, but I am no longer a young go-getter. I'm a go-getter, as in, like, I go to the supermarket and buy stuff, but I am not the one that's going to be out until... So you know, what is the downsides, then, that you had realized? That is the downside. I there's just, The city offers me... The things that the city offers me are no longer important to me. So basically being near stuff? That's not really 
like having access to prices are really expensive for things. That's true. Um, the 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 immediacy is great. Like yo, you have the ability to get anything you want at pretty much any time of the day. That would be the one positive thing. Um, but my daily life does not require me to have a vitamin water at two in the morning that I can't. I didn't buy like in bulk at Costco a month ago <laughs> that I could get in my garage. I guess yeah. I don't know. It's pretty so, useful. It, it, well, it was useful for my wife who needed... What about all the money. restaurants and uh, things like that? Yeah, but uh, you know what? Seattle has great food here. We have great food. So I'm not... I'm not the, again, there's a variety, wonderful variety, and every meal I ate was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't... I'm not... Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be doing the... You know, they're known for their fancy restaurants just as much as they are known for their diversity. Oh, yeah, and, that's true. And as a new, as a non-New Yorker, like you're as a tourist, you may go to that uh, as a you know tourist. But you're not going to like go all the time or something. As a New Yorker, yeah, unless you're like a fat cat Wall Street banker, <laughs> you know, you're not going to be well, going be to a fat cat anything. <laughs> I don't think I'm a, know... I'm a fat cat computer programmer. <laughs> yeah, I think to be a fat cat, you have to wear a bow tie at least once a month. Ah, I gotta get a bow tie. Yeah, or at least a tie to work. I guess it's not a good connotation anyways, but I still want to do it. Yeah, and and frankly, I don't even know where that even came from, a fat cat, because it seems like who would want to be a fat cat? No one wants to be a fat cat. I don't, I think it's not good. I think it's bad. No, fat cat means like you're you're living the life. You're a big fat cat. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just like... because you sit around all the time, I guess, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're sitting around and you have all this money and you just get fat. It's true. So... um. But, That's cool. But I did. We did go to a Broadway show. Oh yeah, you had mentioned that. Yeah. So we went to see Newsies. I haven't seen it. I think I've never seen an official Broadway show. Only like pseudo official ones by like groups that are my friends. Okay, so that's not a Broadway show at all. I mean, it is like they're actual productions. Yeah, and but like at real venues, like the Fifth Avenue Theater and stuff. Oh, that's imp- that's impressive. They had a show at your friends had a show at Fifth Avenue Theater. Yeah. What was the show? I don't remember. Some sort of play thing. I mean, that's impressive. Was it a run or like a one night thing? Yeah, like you know, like a three or four, not like you know, a month or something. I mean, that's impressive, but I still wouldn't classify Paramount or the. That's like Seattle's Broadway. Broadway's Broadway. Broadway. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess I don't know. I mean, what about London? That's like a Broadway show or something, right? No, that's something else completely. What's that called? It's not a Broadway show. Because they have a whole bunch of they they have a whole bunch of play stuff too. Yeah, and it's not they're not called Broadway show. There's a different name for it. I don't know, Piccadilly Circus or something. It's not a that Piccadilly Circus show. Yeah. I don't know. A Broadway show has to be very specific in the area of Broadway in Manhattan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be a Broadway style production. All right, yeah, I guess I could take that. But it's not, it's certainly not, um, it's, yeah, so anyway, back to the, 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 it was, yeah, when I bought it, it was going to be snoozies, is what I, I made jokes (laughs) to myself. Um, uh, But, as a matter of fact, uh, I do, I do think Kat had, my wife took a, a five-minute nap at the like the best moment in the in the in the show. Really, like, the best dance scene in the show. Was it just boring, or was it like by coincidence? No, she was sick. She oh was sick. yeah, that's right. So um, 
Anyway, the I we we purchased the tickets through TKTS. Was it a good deal? So it was fifty percent off. Oh, nice! That is a good deal. Uh, if you consider seventy-five dollars a ticket a good deal, then yes. I mean, fifty percent. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was one fifty. But so we we're like, oh, orchestra seat. That seems really good. So the seats were actually two. Here's the row, right? It comes across. We were as yeah. far left as you could go. Okay. Oh, you're like the very corner, yeah. But what's even funny is they made us even further left because they literally put two seats yeah. right at the end, like not connected, not the ones that like that go like this, like yeah, actual... yeah, just like folding chairs or something. They were they were a little bit better. They were fancy folding chairs, pretty much. <laughs> And those still cost $75. Those still cost $75. I will say they're probably wider and more comfortable because I could slide back and give myself more room. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, but, again, I was just like, ugh, we bought... They, and because you were... I was, I was on the very end, and because it was so left, I did... I, and there was a, uh, an overhang, like a balcony. I did... I could not see the very upper left portion <laughs> of the stage. So, on the few occasions where they were... Up there in the upper left, I I just couldn't see it, but it didn't. But you matter. were super close too, right? You were pretty close, yeah. We're row O. Like the very front, then. So O, oh, what's O? Like fifteen? Oh, 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 like that. I thought you meant like zero. No, that would be zero. This was row O because it goes like A B C D yeah. E F. Yeah. They're letters. Yeah. Um, and there was no double. And it was a very small. It was at the Niederlander Theater, I believe that's how you say it, and which is, it's a pretty small theater. I, I it was. It's actually a nice theater. Anyway. I've never seen the movie. I had very low expectations. The five that I rattled off that they that I wanted to see that they still had tickets for, it was like, oh, we have one ticket for that. We have yeah. which one were they? I mean, uh, I think the main one I would want to see is like the Book of Mormon or whatever. So that was unavailable. That's sold out all the time. That's the only one I really know that I would want to see. What so else saw, is there? I saw that here, so um, in Seattle. But the the I wanted to see Pippin maybe. Cool. And there was only one ticket left for that. Then I was like, all right, let's go see Matilda. And there was only, uh, what do you call, partially obstructed view seats for 95 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's like way more. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, no, thank you. And then it was it was a choice between um, Newsies and, um, oh, I don't remember the name of it exactly, but it was it's starring the guy from uh, Heroes, and he was also... Um, he plays Spock in the new Star Trek. Oh, the guy who, like, the Asian guy? No. Know. Not the Asian guy, no. The guy who plays Spock. That. I don't know his name. Whatever, it doesn't matter. That was there, and that was available, and I was like, do I want to see Newsies, or do I want to see this, like, snooze, maybe it's the Snooze Fest. I don't even know if it's a musical. And I read the description of it, and I was like, mm, not sure. <laughs> I passed on it, and I'm glad I did. Newsies, it was great. It's far exceeded my expectations. Nice. Um... And I, I do I do like musicals. I'll admit it. I'm man enough to admit it. I like the musical occasionally. It's not something I'm gonna do every day. Um, I feel like I would it'd be okay like at a you know show, but I wouldn't watch one on TV or a movie. I don't like musical movies. Okay, so Newsies was a musical movie. But I mean, it's a show. You're at the thing. It's different. I know, but I'm just saying like all of the music in the 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 movie was in the musical. But I mean that's. That's my point. I wouldn't even watch a recording of the the show 
that's performed. I would oh, only do oh, it yeah. to watch the performance. I see what you're saying. So the well, here, that's interesting. So Sound of Music was they did it live this year on NBC. Yeah. I watched it. It was okay. Didn't blow me away, but it was okay. Yeah. Um, but what I want to talk about Newsies, and I think this is actually a rare exception. It's very rare that a movie in, that's a musical already inspires a, a li- at least live action inspires a musical. It's usually the other way around. A so musical is from the movie. Yeah. So oh, I didn't know that. normally the mu- the uh, musical will inspire a movie like Annie or uh, Grease or West Side Story. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are often the, the the inspirations for the movies. But in this case, it's it's more of like a Disney thing, I guess, because Lion King. Um, and I, I think Aladdin is coming to the stage. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I feel like I always just imagine those being on ice. Yeah, no, the, the, so Lion King's been... Lion King was on Broadway when I was still living in New York City, which was 2000... I left in the very beginning of 2007. It's still running. So this is like... I'm thinking that show's been on Broadway for 15 years, maybe? maybe What's longer. the oldest show? The oldest show... But they still do. Uh, Phantom of the Opera, I think, has been on there. Oh for like yeah, that's right. Thirty years. I saw Phantom of the Opera, which is still on, it's still playing. I saw Phantom of the Opera when I was in high school. Yeah. Back in the mid '90s, so that is still going. There's got to be something from like the '70s or '80s. What about Cats? No, Cats is gone. Really? Yeah. People talk about it all the time still. Well, yeah, I think it's part of the canon of of great or whatever. Interesting musicals, but I, I, it's, oh, see, I, it has to be a continuous run. I think Phantom has done a continuous run. For instance, I think uh, Les Mis. Yeah. That went away. That went away. I remember when that went away. Two thousand two or three, maybe. I actually oh. saw it right before it closed, and then it went away. And they're relaunching it again. They're reopening it um, in this month. And what's funny is they're doing previews, previews of Les Mis. I'm like. That show doesn't need previews. Everyone knows what that movie, that 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 theatrical production's about. But Wait, I guess... do they do theatrical previews where the troupe does the other movie or the other thing? What do you mean the other thing? I mean like before Newsies would start, would like all the actors oh, no, 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 no. They call... come out and like do some of them is like it's coming soon. No, but that would be awesome. Oh, no, they be don't awesome. do that. They don't do that. When they say a pre, so the equivalent of a dress rehearsal, they just, it's just like paid dress rehearsal. Yeah. And they call it previews, and you could go in and watch the show before it's officially released. Oh, that's that's weird. That's and a cool, lot, yeah. you know, they'll do like you know, you'll get critics in there and stuff, so they could review the the show. And that's what I don't understand. So there's a Brian Cranston, you know, the the guy from Breaking Bad. Yeah. So he has a, a Broadway show coming. Just that's actually started yesterday, the 11th. Yeah. And the for previews, but they already had review quotes on all the posters and stuff all around the theater. So yeah. I'm wondering, like, is previews is just really like a limited engagement run to get people interested in about because apparently they already had critics coming in and reviewing it if they have the uh, if they already have like blurbs of like fabulous, wonderful, Brian Cranston kills it. <laughs> I think that they wouldn't want to have, like, reviewers see it until it was a final product. Because then they would be reviewing, like, the beta or whatever. Well, for all I know, those were reviews of his performances on Breaking Bad. I didn't really look. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Brian Cranston is an amazing actor. (laughs) 
That's true. Yeah, yes. but so um, what else? Uh, what else does that? Oh, so I I I I've been on my journey of reading books for the year. Oh, that's right, your books. Yeah, I'm on the journey. You're gonna get so, through all forty-six of them. Well, I said twelve. That's forty-six for the year. Now you're saying forty-six. You've demanded me to have forty-six. I'm on twelve. Uh, for the year. I mean, but I'm, I'm already at eight. Been like I've a month read, and a half I've read eight books. Or two months or whatever. I've read eight books in a roughly six weeks. Yeah, that's way good. So uh, maybe it might be seven seven books. I but anyway, I finally read a book that I could recommend. I know, and I want to read it. I think I've heard of it. So the the novel is called Ready Player One. Yeah. And it's really kind of a an author's love note to video game geekdom of the 80s. Yeah. And, uh, again, I didn't find the plot to be overly amazing. I didn't think the story was, like, drop-dead awesome. But I really enjoyed its... Uh, I enjoyed its kind of pop culture-y um, name-dropping, if that's what yeah, you want to call cool. it. Yeah, it's, that's uh, it's, it, it strikes a note. Yeah, and it, it's... It, if you're a child of the 90s, yeah. um, or I should say, if you're a child that was that was born post-1995... You're probably not... This book it. is going to be confusing for you. <laughs> um, but it's... And, and even it was... In some parts, I was like, whoa, that is like more than I even... Very obscure music references. Um, I, I can't even imagine. There was some I picked up... Um, that weren't, like, referenced as a reference. Like, it didn't say, you know, because he did a lot of stuff with music playing and then would almost cite it like an MTV video. Yeah. And, but there was things where he, they randomly threw up, like, oh, I went to this bar on this thing and I ordered the Pangalactic Gargle Blaster. Yeah. Which is, like, a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference. But it wasn't called out as a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference. It was just, that's what he ordered. He just threw it in there, yeah. He just threw it in there. So there was, a lo- there was probably a ton of hidden gems. I, I talked to my one friend who read the book. He didn't like it at all. He was just like, it was just too much for him. He didn't like the plot. He didn't like anything. I, on the other hand, was able to... Um, I was able to, to deal with it. I thought it was actually pretty good. Could appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. What was the other one that you read? Uh, the other book I read was uh, the second novel of, I don't even know what the series is called. It's it's written by an author, James Dasher. The first book was called Maze Runner. Huh. And the second That's novel... That's a super generic title. So, yeah. And the second the, the second novel was The Scorch Trials. Hmm, that's a better name. And, um... And I... I wouldn't say that it is amazing. Yeah. But, but I am committed. <laughs> so... Um, I finished the second book, and I started the third, and I actually prioritized the third over the second novel of that zombie book I'm reading, that zombie trilogy I'm reading, just because... Wait, did you start multiple and then not finish them? Oh, no, well, there's book, and then there's a book one, I finished that, and then I got it in the, the queue from the library, they said, your ebook is ready, I downloaded it, and then yeah. I subsequently got the third book of The Dasher... But I want of the Maze Runner trilogy or whatever it's called. But I went and skipped reading the second novel of this other trilogy in lieu of reading this third novel. Oh um, yeah. Which I'm not even sure what it's called, and I, I wish I told, I could tell you. And I it's one of those things where I don't even feel like the novel's that great. 
but I but I'm kind I kind of want to finish it. So well, you should finish it. I mean, there's no point in like not finishing it. I know, I know. So I did that, and um, that I didn't watch. I did not watch. Oh, the Olympics has started. So two things. One, oh, yeah, while, the Olympics. That's right. While I was in New York, I didn't watch one minute of television. So I usually this, try not to. This is a this is a feat for me. This is a feat for me. I left on Monday morning. It's like 5 a.m. from my house. Yeah. I landed on Sunday evening at 11 p.m. I had some. Tri- tri- I mean, it was like the worst week of New what York. What about ever. on uh, Insight Movies? I di- so didn't do that either. I actually on the way back, I I watched. I sort of watched The Butler. Lee Daniels, The Butler. Yeah. Sort of. I didn't have headphones on. Yeah. I looked at it, but I was reading my book. I looked at it, but now I've seen enough without sound to get it. <laughs> like, I got it. I don't need to watch it now. I know. Somehow on airplanes, I'm into, like, just looking at other people's screens without sounds, like a couple seats in front of me or something when you can see it, or, like, across the way. Right. I don't know why that's more entertaining than actually having it on my own screen. Well, it's really fascinating when someone t- like within like viewing distance of you is watching hardcore pornography. I've never seen that before. You can't do that on the back screen things, can you? What are you talking about? No, none of the back screen things. I'm talking like they have the little iPad filled with. Porn. Oh, I've never seen that. Have you? Oh my god! Of course, I've seen porn. On the plane? I've I seen mean... people look at like I've seen breasts. I don't know if it was porn, but I've seen moody movies with nudity and totally inappropriate content. People watching it. Well, I mean, I've. I've done that before, because I watched, I caught up on Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is, I would say, higher quality and not what I saw. But I'm just saying, like, if that's your, I'm, I'm talking about, like, porn porn, not just a movie that has... Oh, no, like, not, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying boobies. Boobies and, and, and violence and stuff where there's kids just right around you, they could just look at it. Oh, yeah, for sure, I've done that. <laughs> Basically R-rated movies. Yeah, but now you should just... Load up on some porn, hardcore. Yeah. And when no one's looking, just start it up, see what happens. It wouldn't be against the rules or anything, I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's against the rules per se, but I mean, I think it might be. I think they they would have grounds to tell you to shut it off. Oh, yeah, I mean, just for, like, making other people... I want to, like, leave it on, like, my tablet or something, and then just leave that on my, like, little uh, tray thing, and then go to the bathroom, so just, like, leave it running. Yeah, it'd be an excellent social experiment. I know. So I saw. Speaking of planes, uh, I when I flew in on Monday, I flew into a blizzard. In oh New yeah, York. that's right. And Wait, you mean coming back? No, going there. Oh yeah, I know. You so I, know. I had I had a terrible week, and this probably spoiled my whole New York feeling anyway. When I we were coming in, there they we circled for an hour. Okay. Yeah, that sucks. And the guy said thirty more minutes. Thirty more minutes. And after the second 30 more minutes, he said, in case you're wondering, don't worry about this. We have enough fuel for another 30 minutes. <laughs> I know. It's like, I wasn't worrying until you said that. Yeah, and I'm saying, yeah, exactly. And then we finally, he's like, all right, we're going to head in now. And I'm looking at my watch, and I'm like counting down. I'm like 29, 28, <laughs> 27. It was well after 30 minutes that we actually landed. Okay. Yeah. So, which leads me to believe that that guy... He was just—I don't know—our pilot must have just lied. I don't know, or like he—he he just like ran it in neutral for a little bit and glided. Yeah. 
Well, there, there's that part in 30 Rock um, when uh, Liz Lemon's dating the pilot guy. He just says, like, I just always say 20 minutes because it's the perfect amount of time to make people expect to wait, but then also not be too upset about it. Well, he said, this guy said 30 twice, and then this is the killer. This is the killer. We land. Yeah. We land. Snow is everywhere. We taxi after landing for one hour. Yeah, that's crazy. Because there was too much snow. Everything was canceled. The flights were all canceled. They were still laying there. And there was snow everywhere on the gates that were unused. Yeah. And there was equipment. So they're like, we don't... The guy was like, this is unusual. Um... There's uh, snow plows and backhoes uh, traveling around us, and we do not have um, a gate to go to, so <laughs> I think it'll be about 20 minutes. And he said that it was 70 minutes later, we finally got to a gate. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. So then, okay. I thought so, that they always get snow and stuff. Like, isn't... No, well, this was a blizzard. They got, like, over a foot. I think, you know, it was a pretty substantial snowfall. So then, again, on Wednesday while I was there, it snowed yet again. Yeah, and people were out of the office again. So I'm in Thirty Rock. Um, you know, it was already fr- hand, it was already hectic and whatnot. But uh, so, but then there was no one there because, and so it was effectively like I was working in Seattle because everyone was working from home. Yeah, it didn't matter where I was working because those people were working from home. <laughs> then, um, so then Sunday comes around and I'm flying back. My wife has visited me. She's sick. She picks a pink guy. On the I know, that sucks. I mean, this sounds like pretty much the worst week ever. I know. So she gets pink eye or whatever, and and she has to go to a urgent care in Times Square, like in the vicinity of Times Square. I didn't even know they had that there. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, well, it wasn't in Times Square. It was like off the side there. On 42nd Street, like more close to like 10th Avenue or 9th Avenue. Anyway, th- that happened, and we are flying back, and of course, beautiful day Saturday... Beautiful day Sunday. We do our things during Sunday. Like, we go for shopping. We go there was for... still snow on the ground, though, right? Oh, there's snow everywhere. In the city, it looks fa- it's like it, it was fine. There were big piles of snow everywhere. It was, like, it was great. It was big piles of snow and big piles of trash. It was just like, <laughs> that's like, it was like a wall of, of white, white and black. It was like white yeah. on the bottom and then black on the top. And then when, you, when we were leaving, this is just, it couldn't get any worse. We're leaving... <laughs> And it starts snowing like a blizzard. Like, like a right blizzard. As, yeah. as we are loading the plane, and the captain comes on, he's like, uh, yeah, uh, we're, uh, we're having a little bit of an issue with the weather right now, and we're going to have a, a, a de-icer come out and de-ice the plane. So he said, he's like, it will take no more than 10 minutes. Yeah. Hour later. Hour later, we were about to taxi to, to take off. And so we took off. It was, it was a blizzard. It was snow. It was just coming down. It, it yeah. was just coming down. That's crazy. We take off in the snow. And, you know, I'm, I'm the windows to my left. And I know, I shit you not, Jeremy, there was, it was just, I looked out the window. All I saw was snow. Even as we were taking off. Like you could barely see the end of the wing. It's it was like just, just snow. That. It was just snow and snow and snow. It was it was like the most amazing thing, and it was almost. Um, I'm surprised I, they can even fly in that. I I know, and, it, and the thing is, we were going up. We were, and they, you know, when you get to ten thousand feet or whatever, and they go ding, and you could like go about your, yeah. you know, free and move about the cabin. They dinged, 
and there was just snow out there. Still snow. Just was it, it just on the window or something? No, it was no, it was like moving really fast. You could just see it just flying by. It was like Wow, that's crazy. I kind of want to take a snow flight now, except for the fact that it like takes forever and it was, it was hypnotizing first off. It yeah. was like hypnotizing. You're just staring at it. It's just like I don't like think, watching a fire. Yeah, and by the time we got to whatever the the final cruising altitude, we I guess we maybe went above the snow or whatever and it was gone. But it, for that moment, it, it was pretty, it was pretty hairy. And oh, also when I called Seattle on Saturday to book my car to drive me back to my house, yeah, the guy is, he he goes to me, he's like, he's like, hey man, it's snowing here, it's snowing pretty bad, and they're, they're, it's gonna snow for, they're saying like maybe six inches down here, man. I so, like the uh, the pilot accent was good, but the taxi driver accent, that's killing it. <laughs> he's like, it's snowing pretty bad. He's like, we're gonna have to send out an SUV for you. And I'm like, on Sunday night, you're going to send... do whatever you got to do, man. I, I said, is, there more, is that more money? He's like, oh, yeah, that's more money. What, really? Yeah. I go, well, what's the price of the SUV? He's like, oh, that's $119. Damn, that sucks. And I was like, $119? I go, $75 for a sedan? Yeah, $119 for an SUV. I go, well, I guess you got to do what you got to do, right? I mean, it's work anyway. It's been, yeah, been, yeah, I mean, yeah. But then, of course, we land. It's perfectly fine. But it was just a, a comedy of like weather and I, like I everything that could like no. Here's the be here's, a hindrance. Here's another thing. So I bought these shoes called Bogs. <laughs> are they you know, like uh, what are they made of? So they're made of uh pla- rubber, just giant rubber. Yeah. Yeah, and I hadn't worn them and. So also uh, untested shoes in this whole debacle. So yeah, untested shoes because <laughs> I'm not dry. I'm not you know. It's, I, it, first of all, it's been really dry here, so I haven't had a really a reason to. I think I wore like maybe once or twice to the supermarket. Just I need something quick to turn on because there's no laces on them. You can just slip them on. Yeah. So okay, I wear them on Monday on the airplane. My feet swell up, and my I'm like God. Damn it! These freaking <laughs> shoes are so tight. Like ah, you know, because you know your feet swell in air. Yeah, totally. So I rip them off. I'm like, ah, whatever. It's just, you know, I'm on the plane. No worries. I wear them all day on Tuesday in the muckety-muck snow. Like, uh, New York City has these fake puddles. They're like fake puddles. It looks like cement, but then when you step into it, you just drop in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like old times on dirt roads. Yeah. You can't see them coming. I'm like, fuck you. I got my bogs. I can just walk through whatever. I don't care. And I was. I was just walking through whatever. I... Up to my ankles. It didn't matter. These things are waterproof. Did it work? Oh, they worked wonderfully until the middle of the day when I'm like, ah, these kind of hurt the back of my heels a little bit. Oh, mm, right? <laughs> I get at the end of the night, at, when I come home Tuesday night, I'm not even paying attention. I just, whatever. I take off my shoes. I'm, I don't know, I'm probably chatting with the wife or whatever. Yeah. I take off my socks. Was it? I was horrified. Horrifying. Was it all like cut up? No, I had nick. I like literally this big. I, you can't even see that, but like oh, a, a li- I say a nickel, but it could have been bigger. Yeah. Nickel-sized blisters on the exact same spot on both of my feet. Ah, that sucks. That were raised. Th- th- here's what was the grossest part. They were raised about an inch. No, what? not an inch. Like a half inch. What was uh, it from? Just like how did just, you not notice it earlier? Just they. Well, I noticed it. I was just like, whatever. It's a big deal. My feet hurt a little bit. <laughs> And then I saw it. I was disgusted. I popped them immediately. It was like 
It was like grapefruit. Gross. And then I couldn't walk for the rest of the... I had to buy back... I couldn't walk. My, I, it, they were so sore. It's still sore. If I touch it right now, my right one... And it's, it's like so a walking sore. town. I mean, how it's, can you... Uh... Yeah, so I had to buy blister band-aids. I had to buy, and then I, I called up Kat, and I was like, so this is Tuesday. I, she's coming Thursday morning. I'm like, you just bring every band-aid you got. Bring them all. <laughs> bring whatever so you can find. You got to bring them. I was, I was double, tripling up. It was that bad. It was terrible. It was terrible. Did you have other shoes, or did you just have to keep wearing those ones? Oh, okay. Well, I had another pair of shoes that were untested as well. Two on, you didn't even have backup, like, no. proven shoes? No, 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 no. I didn't. And I got a blister on the, I, my little toe on my right foot up on the top. It was what? like a, it was what like were a, the other shoes? They were just some North Face sneakers I, I brought with me. And uh, they, they're fine now. I wore them, but I had to put a blister band-aid on that toe. So it was just quite the trip. It was that quite sounds the trip. extremely intense. Yeah, well, I, I'm just, you know... I'm glad I, you're cooling down now a little bit. I haven't told you much of the... the that was, I haven't done a lot of storytelling, Peter storytelling time on this thing. But that was my... And by the way, those are the negative attributes of the trip. The food, yeah. Like, the places I did go to were amazing. It's the yeah. stuff that... Grinds your gears. Yeah, grinds. What grinds my gears? <laughs> um, so let's, let, you know, we. I think I spent like 30 minutes on that. 30 <laughs> minutes. It was worth it. <laughs> so, uh, look, two weeks ago, the last episode, we talked about predicting 50 years into the future. We did. Isaac, I, Isaac I came up with some predictions. Yeah, well, that was. I was just going to get to that, Jeremy. Just hold your horses. I know. I just wanted to chime in. <laughs> um, Isaac Isimov did 50 predictions uh, or I'm sorry, predictions I don't know how many there were it was like 6 or 7 yeah. and he got a bunch right Yeah. and we were captivated by this and we decided we were going to make predictions for 50 years in the future and so, yes. and thusly <laughs> um, we both agree that we were going to make our own and that's what we've done tonight I've written mine down in my little list here you've written I yours down also have a list and we did something unprecedented in the history of the Fresher and Parlance show. We discussed our picks before on air. We did. I know. So I know. I was. I didn't want to say anything at the time, but but so let's go one at a time, back and forth, or something. Okay. All right. You could go first. We can discuss it. All right. Well, my first my first prediction for fifty years is that we will have self-driving cars. And even though it seems way more practical than 50 years future, I think it will take probably that long to actually, like, you know, happen or whatever. Because, I mean, we don't have flying cars or anything. Like, and that was more than 50 years ago they thought of that. Um, yeah, I, so I agree with you. But I, so you're saying 50 years in the future. I think you're right. 50 years in the future, I think there will be every car on the road will be driving. I don't think every car on the road will be self-driving. I do, I do think that, and I think that you'll have the option to not have self-driving. So maybe this is a, maybe this is more of like a negative prediction, where you think that all cars would be self-driving, but I think that like, it's not even going to be like totally ubiquitous yet. It's just going to like, be you know, it'll be most, but like there's still going to be crappy cars. It's not going to be all cars at all. Um. All right. I mean, I you. I don't know. I I'm with you. I think it will be. I think it's going to be available. I think it's going to be in. I think it's less. I think it's ten years. 
I don't think they'll have them in... I mean, no, I don't think it'll be 10 years. I think before an actual production one that would actually be street-ready would still be, like, yeah, like, 10 or 15 for just, like, releasing one. See, I I saw an article somewhere that said, tw- like, 2020. Tw- like, I don't know. Is where you'll start to see inroads on that. They always talk. They talked about so much stuff like that, though. I mean, like every one of like the sc- like we still don't have like good OLED screens, and they were talking about that like forever ago. All right. Look, I'm agreeing with you. I think that's a great prediction. I want that Are, now. I think that all I'm saying is I want that now. It's true. Me too. Yeah. So, what's yours? Okay. Here's my first one. Ready? I'm ready. Oh, sound effect. Damn it. Oh, boy. No, whatever. I'm going to skip it. Drum okay. roll. And it is asteroid mining. Oh, yeah. Asteroid mining. That's pretty good. I think asteroid mining will... I You know, I hear grumblings about it here or there, companies forming this and that. I think it's all pipe dreams. I don't think there's a... I don't think... I think the cost of business to get to an asteroid would not... would not... would outweigh any profits from the asteroid that you mine. I think so, too. I think the only way... Wait. So you think that they will have it, though, is what you're saying? I'm saying in 50 years they will. Because oh, yeah. So I think that the only be... way that asteroid mining would be practical is if they're mining it to use the materials on things in space. So if we were to make a really big spaceship or something, I think that it would be more practical to go and mine the material from an asteroid than it would be to shoot it off of Earth. Well, I think for asteroid mining, the, at least the way I understand it, is that you would just literally, you know, you grab the asteroid, somehow tow it back, and get it in, and get it into navig, like have it go around the Earth. Yeah. And then you get I mean, mine, that's, um, that's you you mine more it. Than I know. Huh? That's more than I know, but yeah. But even if you did that, I think it would only be practical for using the materials that you mine from it in space. Uh, possibly, but what if there was some like you know, very, very, very unusual element that was, uh, like, this asteroid was comprised of exclusively. And, by the way, in 50 years, who knows what our natural resource, resources situation is going to be like? That's true. I, I mean, we can always just use stuff in landfills. So, anyway, I just... I, it's, I, not like our, it's not like our, you know, raw materials are going away. If you're... Anything you mine on an asteroid, we have a limited amount here, and it's, like, not getting used up. Well, all right, look, it doesn't... I'm not getting into the technicalities of it. Well, that's the fun part, the technicalities. Well, I mean, I I wish I had known that. Here's what I'm saying. You're right. It might be used for stuff in space, but I'm saying if there is a rare element that's needed done, they take the element, they take take a ship, they get it, they drag the asteroid back, they put it in geosynchronous orbit of of the Earth. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. they, They set up camp on that thing, okay? And then yeah. they set up a mining operation, and they mine that thing till it's dust. And then they just release it. Actually, maybe they drop it on one of their enemies on Earth, and then that's that's the end of it. That's the that's the deal. Um, and and whether they use it for its space or whether they use it because it's so valuable that they the the cost of mining it is actually profitable to bring it back home. Yeah. Then that's that. I mean, it's, by the way, I'm just going to lead in with my second one. Because this okay. actually could lead into that second one. Do it. Which is a colony on another body in the our solar so it may, system. So the Mars or the Moon, as you're saying, right? Well, I'm saying Mars or Moon, yeah. That, yeah, um, I think I think that's a good one. That is 
just far enough out of reach now that it seems like 50 years is a good time lapse, you know? Right, and I, and then, again, with asteroid mining, and if you have to build things or need things or whatever, you could potentially get the resources, that the natural resources that you need uh, to either build that spaceship or help get stuff to help make fabrication stuff. On yeah, the... I think that's super... I mean, I think it would pretty much all be done by, like, automated anyways. Uh, yeah, I, well, I think there would be probably some sort of manual... There would have to be some people involved. I don't think so. I think mean, we're the point of not really needing people. Uh, okay, well, would you fly in a plane that didn't have a, a human pilot? It's the same as an auto-driving car. I feel like a plane well, would be even a better one than that. Well, I'm just saying, you, would you feel safe doing that? Yeah, why not? Because I know majority of people would not feel safe with that. I know. That's also why self-driving cars aren't going to be that popular anytime soon. Yeah, but I think there's an inherent... Even though planes are practically driven already by themselves, I think people inherently... It's all about responsibility. Well, here's what That's I'm saying. That's the main thing. I think people are more frightened of getting on a plane than they are getting in a death machine that we call a car. I yeah, think it's true. cars are way more dangerous than planes. They are. And, and people have no problem getting in these things and just driving like flying torpedoes 70 miles an hour down a freeway um, where they're freaking fiddling with their iPad, they're doing stuff on, on display. Uh, heads, it, that's not heads-up display. It's just like they're playing with their radio and stuff. So yeah. I think people, for, for whatever reason, I think cars have an easier transition to automation than planes. I think people, because the idea is that they're flying and that is not human nature to fly, that they fear fear it and they, they want a safety net, whether it's, you know, whatever. They just fear it. Yeah, that's true. I, I, but nevertheless, I, I, I want, I would, look, I don't know. I feel like if, why but not I mean, have also one the pilot? self-flying plane thing, as you were saying, like, it is basically kind of a pilot just, you know, watching over it at this point anyways. And so, like, just having, like, that job seems valuable, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, I, I agree, yeah. Expert I mean, at it, and, like, if something broke, could actually play it, like, fly it. Like, when like the, for what, instance, if everything was automated and then, like, the thing broke and you didn't have a backup, like, the person's basically the backup. That would be when the robot, the robot um, server comes out and is like, excuse me, is there <laughs> any pilot on board <laughs> yeah. to help us out? That would be awesome. <laughs> That's pretty good. I never thought of it that way. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> Our pilot bot is gone down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's like, I play Flight Simulator 2020. Please <laughs> pick me. So another one that I had also uh, ties into some of yours, I believe, is I think that we will be a lot closer to just without implants or anything, mind control for, like, doing everyday tasks, like, communicating with just your minds with, like, computers and things like that. But I also think it's not going to be that good. Like, because we can already do it now pretty well, and I think, like, in 10 or 15 more years, it's going to be, like, you know, good enough that you could use on, like, a practical, like a regular basis. But I think in 50 years, it'll be close enough that, like, that could be a main input source, but not, like totally good yet. 
Oh yeah. Ah, uh, you know what? I would. I would. So you're saying communication without thought? Just. I'm sorry. With thought, not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I, can... I mean, to like, with, uh, like, you're instead of using a keyboard, instead of like, just doing all the stuff you do, it would like just know what you're thinking, and then you'd learn to think a different way to be able to control those things. Uh, okay. All right. So I, I think I could get behind that. So. When I was in high school, I remember they brought in a computer expert. Now, mind you, I'm from, like, the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Yeah. This is not a big school district. And he came and he's like, the future of technology is voice recognition. Yeah, I know, right? And, and he brought, brought the software. It was running on, like, Apple IIe or something along those lines. Um, and it, was, it got one out of every ten words right, maybe. Yeah. And that was 1995. And we are just seeing, what is it now, 95, 2005, 15, 20 years later, Yeah. we're at the point, or 22 years later, we're at the point where voice recognition is pretty much universal and almost works 100% of the time. But it still doesn't really work that, I mean, it's like, kind of works, you know what I mean? But I think so, I think that the thought, the thought recognition is similar to that in that there's so much variance in each person that it's really hard to predict. Like, because with the old programs, you had to, like, you know, say some sample words and it would guess your stuff. And then, right. like, so you'd have to make a profile for it. But now you don't need to make a profile. It just can figure it out because it's smart enough. So I think that the mind stuff is like that, only, like, to a way higher level that each person thinks differently and will have a different pattern. But for the program to be able to pick up the different patterns for each person without having to be pre-programmed will be, like, that's pretty difficult. And I think it'll be close, just like voice recognition is, but I don't think it's going to be perfect. So, uh, yeah, so my point was this, though. What I was getting at was that 22 years ago, there was some form of, like, voice recognition technology. No matter how crappy it was, it existed. Yeah. Um, So that means that to see what you're talking about, I'm going to guess you probably need another... 20 some 25 years to to get it from infancy to like the state we're currently in in terms of voice recognition. Yeah, yeah. So you need to see in about 20 years you need to see I think it'll take longer though because it's like still a bigger problem even though it's like kind of exponential the growth for cuz computers will figure it out for us basically. Like right. we don't even have to try. <laughs> well, I think that that's, a, that's I didn't even think about that frankly and I didn't fully grasp when we discussed this prior the the kind of what you were getting at. I thought when you said mind control, I thought you meant someone's going to control my mind. Like No, you can do that too, but it's like different. I mean, all that stuff will like... They're super close in all those things. They have all the proofs of concepts. They just have to like flesh them out. Got it. Got it. All right, well, I, I think that's an interesting one. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hop into my next one. Um, and this one, I think, it's, it's, more, it's more about the human race, and it's really a two-parter. So the first part is that the median age of humankind will be 125 years old. Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty good. And for a number of reasons, but mainly the, the, the ability to um, cure disease, live healthier, and... So, but, also, so median age, though, of what population? Because are you also saying that there'll be a lot less poverty in things? Well, let's hope for that. But I'm just saying, like, the U.S. Let's just go with the U.S., I guess, at this point. And by the way, I was going to make a prediction about the U.S. in 50 years, but I opted not to 
just because I didn't want to be grim and, and downer. Yeah. Um, or how about like Western the Western the developed culture, nations? Developed yeah. nations, yeah, where you know disease is no longer where we don't have to worry about malaria. Where it's like that movie. So I'm thinking 125 years, and and on top of that, I think medical technology is going to advance. Un, in, I think we're at the cusp of something amazing right now, and I think like organ transplants and stuff like that will we. We will look on human-to-human transplants like we now look at taking a pig's heart and putting it into a human in the future because we will, they will grow. Wait, but pig heart, I mean, they do that. Why? They don't really do that anymore, Jeremy. Is that they just use other human ones? Yeah, it's all human-to-human now. Oh. My point is, is that it's, it's the, the organ... I'm saying organ printing. Yeah. Is going to happen, and it's a reality, and that it, we will there will no longer be wait lines for I need someone to die in a motorcycle accident so I could get a heart or a liver or a kidney. Or well, I don't... totally they do all of the growing stuff. I mean, you can uh, people like grow their extra, like that dude grew the ear or whatever on his arm that he replaced or his nose. Yeah, but that's like, the, I know are, a bunch of that stuff. That's test cases, and that's an ear. No, okay. no, no, not like they're doing it for like a medical procedure. Like this one guy who had like his uh, his arm cut off in some factory or something. Like to keep, I guess this is kind of different, but it's kind of similar. They to keep it alive, they totally like sewed it to his leg, and then like hooked it all up so they could fix his arm and put it back after. Here's my what I'm saying is that you have a it's like when Worf in Star Trek: The Next Generation broke his spine. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck it. We're just going to grow one and throw it in him? Yeah. That's what they're going to do. I know. Like, I just saw another art article about, um, in Star Trek also, they have that pen thing that they just go over and it, like, heals your scars and stuff. Yeah. Like, they totally are coming out with, like, that concept. They have, like, a prototype of something like that. Oh, and on top of that, and I didn't put it on here, but this is part of the same thing is that in the future, I do believe, not only will we have organ printing and things of that nature, like grow an ear, grow a nose, grow a liver, grow a kidney, we're going to have the ability to create drugs that are specifically created for you. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's, yeah, like, a, uh, there was a name for that. Not personalized drugs, but, yeah. But that's effectively what it is. It takes your genetic makeup and optimizes based off of your body type and your ability to do certain things, and uh, and it's customized for you to advance and produce the most effective solution to the problem that you're having. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. But I think a lot of this stuff is going to be very costly, and um, and I think that will be a challenge. I think there will be a... I think, I think also that that's relative, though, anyways, like, depending on how things develop. I think if it's costly, I don't know if it'll, like, work. Well, I mean, I, so speaking of which, I looked into cloning a dog. Oh, yeah? And right now, in the United States, you could clone your dog. It costs $50,000. I've heard that, like, the clone is totally... can have a different personality and stuff. Right, but... Which is different than what I would have expected. Well, this brings up an interesting debate, because there has been some very strange cases where twins have been separated at birth. Oh, yeah. And twins are effectively clones of each other, right? They're genetically yeah. exactly the same. Where they will... And there's just been a rare example of this um, just recently where a twin was separated at birth, Korean. One was living in France and the other was in the United States. Yeah. 
Um, I just heard about the story. This is secondhand information. I didn't actually read the article. It was my wife told me the story. They, the one twin in France had a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. The one in America's brother, stepbrother or whatever, saw the YouTube channel and like, holy cow, that girl looks exactly like you. And the, yeah. so through, through social media, they connected, and then they started chatting, and it turned out they had all these crazy similarities, like where they like this brand... They they had the same pet peeves. They had the same choice of ice cream flavor. They had all of these same things that even though they had completely different life yeah. experiences, they still had threads of similarity. So if that's the case, if you were to clone a dog, and I don't again, I don't know the 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 the, the issue of this, but if a tw- if a twin and humans are way more complex than dogs. Yeah. But my point is is that that might play in the favor of a dog, right? The you know. If you clone a dog, they may not be have the exact same personality, but the everything else is exactly the same. But I heard no, I mean I just had heard that like people who did do it, they like were disappointed because it wasn't like the they weren't acting the same and stuff. Right. So I also I mean the the counterpoint of the dog argument is that with people, like you can get into those minute details and like you can they can be explained to you. But with a dog, I mean, if it's different, maybe it likes the same stuff, but it's totally acting different. So it might, you know, it might, like, not even look like it likes the same stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree with you. I'm I'm just throwing out a counterpoint. Like, with the twins, we see these... We, and th- by the way, yeah, that, store, sure. that story is, like, there's 50 other stories that are exactly the same. Yeah, I've twins, heard a bunch of those. Yeah, I, 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 but here's the thing. I'm not cloning my dog. I'm not going to pay $50,000 to clone my dog. But the idea intrigues me because I love my dog. And the thought of having another dog just like my dog makes me feel like that the option, if the option is there and I was extremely wealthy... That's why it's a market. Yeah. Um, But it was funny because I just read... I I just looked into this. The the list lady did it twice. Her first dog's name was Trouble. Yeah. It died, so then she cloned it and she called it Double Trouble. Oh, nice. She loved her dog so much, she then recloned it again... And called it triple trouble. So she, she had got, two of two troubles at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of trouble. But anyway, the first one died, but then she kept double and triple together. But uh, yeah, that's that would be weird to hang out like the dogs, two clones with each other. I it's just yeah, I guess. I mean, they're twins. I mean, I don't know. They're twins. I don't even know how the cloning works. Like, I guess are, yeah. Are they birth? I don't even know if they're birth. Yeah, I, th- I bet they. Are. I bet they have like a um, you know. What's that called? A surrogate? A surrogate dog, yeah. yeah. Well, my, I'm thinking, like, $50,000 seems, like, pretty expensive. I feel like I could create an operation in my garage. <laughs> and clone the dog, yeah. And just start a cloning business. I, 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 don't, I feel like that price should come down. Anyway, to get back on track, the organ thing is what I'm talking about. These medical treatments and stuff that are, are very cost prohibitive. Yeah. I, that's what I'm worried about. I'm worrying that... There's going to be a situation where only the wealthy can afford. That's like totally what that movie is about. What movie? Like uh, Elysium or whatever. Well, there's a lot of movies like that. The it's not time, like the newest one, anyways. You no know, time with Justin Timberlake. There's a lot of movies. Uh, that movie with um, Jude Law, where they do they give you organs and then they you have to pay like a mortgage on a house. You have to pay it if they don't. Oh, Repo Man. They come oh, yeah, and Repo they, Man, yeah. they take the organs back from you and stuff. Yeah, that's a, I mean that's a that's a legitimate worry. I, I could definitely see that happening. I mean we already have a quite a, we already have an income gap that's atrocious. Yeah. 
So... I mean, I think that for any of the stuff to happen, that stuff's going to get fixed, because we could totally just fall back into having crappy stuff again. <laughs> we could go right back into the Dark Age. I mean, it's a possibility. Totally is. All we need is, all we need is one, one good virus to come and wipe out, like, 70% of the population. And... Or, like, some sort of uh, nuclear thing. I don't know. Well, nuclear's worse. Nuclear's worse because it will make things uninhabitable. I'm just yeah. saying, like... Let's say a virus comes through, kills off like 50%, and then another 30% over time dies off. And it's just, that's what the Dark Ages were, but through every Dark Age comes a Golden Age. Yeah. Yeah. And we certainly enough. solve the, my other thing here, but I won't, I won't talk about that. Go ahead. What's your 50th? Um... Uh, so, yeah, one of my other ones was just... Um, we're gonna have we'll have like more fuel sources, but I think we'll still be using gasoline, which is dumb. But I think that it's not gonna go away. Like it should. I just bet that they're gonna hold on to it. I would agree with that. I have nothing to counter with that. Which I is think, super dumb. But... I think it's dumb, but I hope that technology and batteries and all that stuff and and we'll ultimately we'll get to a point where we could wean off of that. Um, yeah. And maybe get into more renewable resources, but yeah, no, no. I mean, I just think that like it's so ingrained and like fought for and whatever. Fifty years doesn't seem long enough to. I mean, like practically, totally could. I just think that there's going to be so much like pushback and money involved that there's no way they let that go. I I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, my uh oh my blood. Um. Gosh, my freaking plug wasn't working. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, so I, I just, I'm going to throw, I had some stuff about like computers. I'm not going to get into it. The one thing I do want to throw out there is, and you totally disagree with me, but this is just like my own personal thing, not the first <laughs> Star Trek in there. I want holodecks. Oh, yeah. I know, but I just disagreed with what your definition of holodeck was. I want one exactly like Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah, where a room where you're going and stuff just goes around you. Hell yeah, that's what yeah. I want. Totally, that'd be so cool. Yeah, I just want it. I don't think it's actually gonna happen. And look, Isaac Isimov wasn't right about everything. Yeah. I just want that. I want that. I mean, I think that they could have like sensory. I think sensory stuff is more likely than actual. You mean like wearing a suit that vibrates when you like do stuff? Yeah, except for not vibrating. I mean, yeah. I think that you could do like a. I mean, there's other things. I don't know what it'd be, but. I mean, like not like Matrix style, where you got to plug in, but similar. Well, the like you could, you could like, you could uh, change feeling with some sort of other means than just vibrating. Well, probably with your mind control devices, but the uh, um, like activate pleasure center. The day that they recreate <laughs> sexual stuff with computers and virtual worlds is the day people stop leaving their house. <laughs> there was, uh, there's a skit about that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's the bottom line. I think once the sins can be committed online in the sense of like, you know, feeling like just pleasure and gluttony yeah. and like I could eat a giant cheesecake with no ramifications, you know, whatever. I think that's that's gonna be the that's gonna be the day when people stop doing things. That's just gonna be <laughs> it. That happened on Futurama too when he made the Lucy Liu bot and he just made out with her all the time. <laughs> Um, all right, look, we need to get into the review roulette because we, we're already, like, been on an hour. We do. 
We haven't had one viewer this week. I think we were just not... We didn't really... Well, I also shared the... Oh! Another thing that we didn't talk about, about this show, is it's not on a regular day. Oh my goodness, it is. This is Wednesday. Yeah, it's a Wednesday show. But since no one's viewing it right now, it doesn't matter. It could be Thursday for all... Yeah, for all... I know. Um... You but, know, oh, oh, wait, hold on. We there was one thing we did. We I that article I posted in the thing. Oh yeah. So, freshly shaven versus on natural, Jeremy. <laughs> it's so, a new. Uh, it's a new, new trend. So, yeah, what's old again, is new it's again. Back. What's back? So I don't know if you know this, but um, shaved women's areas, Brazilian area, the Brazilian wax or whatever. That has been in vogue for quite some, quite a number of years. I and think 70s. No, 70s was like bush, bush-tastic. That's it was what all, I mean. I mean, like, yeah. after that. I think it was, like, 90s was when it finally started kind of... I think the 80s was, like, landing strip. Oh, that's true, yeah. And then they were, yeah. it, got, it got tinier and tinier and tinier until it was probably just, like, a, a Fu Manchu. And then, and then it was just all gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then... We're talking about pubic hair for people who are don't pick up on subtleties, <laughs> uh, specifically on women. And so the people have been... This is like a common thing now. This is like profession. People just wax for a living. It's to the point... It got to the point where there was so much waxing being done and shaving being done that crabs, the, the, the disease... The oh, yeah, disease, I heard that. That's right. Crabs was almost on the verge of extinction. Because it lives in pubic hair. Yeah. And there was no more pubic hair for it to live in, so it was literally dying off. It's like a good, uh, you know... A good byproduct of, of shaved vaginas, yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> the, I like... You just keep getting more, more detailed yeah. from your original description. Yeah, and... Um, and so... The, it's, it's reversing trend, Jeremy. I know. That's that's what the article says. The article says big hairy bushes are back. It's, it's happening. It's happening. Which, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that, but whatever. I mean, big hairy bush. <laughs> so, I, know, I guess, so, yeah, whatever, you know. So as a side, as a side thing that's going to, as a consequence to this, you will now be catching crabs at movie theaters again. At movie theaters? That was the old excuse. So how did you catch crabs? Oh, I got it at the movie theater. Oh, I've never heard that. You've never heard that? No. And you know, the irony is, is that it's actually true. You can catch crabs at a movie theater. You can catch crabs anywhere as long as you... Somehow a crab gets on... Like that little thing gets on the thing that you're sitting on and then it jumps on you and then it crawls into your pubes. What? Yeah, that's crazy now. I don't know the details because apparently my, uh, you know, my era didn't have it because it was going extinct. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, now get ready. There's just going to be little bugs jumping everywhere. Oh, man. I'm glad I am uh, don't go to the movies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's just get into Review Roulette. I'm, I'll do the introduction, and then we can start talking about it. Cool. Um, all right, so everyone, this is Review Roulette. Every week, Fresher, that's Jeremy, Parlance, myself, we randomly pick a movie, pseudo-randomly pick a movie, from the Netflix catalog. We then watch that movie... And then review it the following week, so you two could watch this movie at home and follow along with the I wonder if anyone movie. has ever actually like watched the movie with us. No one has watched the movie with us. I'm pretty sure not. Also, no. This is an exercise for us and us only. 
But that's okay, because our reviews, though not quite a review, correct, Jeremy? Yeah, no, it's more of a, a highlight, highlight reel. Uh, is, is, is entertaining enough so that people can actually just, they don't need to watch the film. But yeah, if they well, do, you're more than yeah. welcome to, yeah, yeah. My opinion. Or, but, yes. So this week, um, we, well, you know, from last episode. Beyond episodes, Desire. Beyond Desire, starring William Forsythe, if I remember correctly. Ugh. Probably, I didn't know who the actor was. And Carrie Warr. That Ooh. you knew. I, I knew know her that. because I, I totally had a crush on her in the mid-90s. <laughs> I mean, she I, is she's pretty cute. I mean, for mid but here's the thing. Go back in time. I'm like 17. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was she was great. And uh, she was topless a lot. Because that's what she did. Yeah, and she's, she's, uh, she's got some nice boobies. She does have nice boobies. And they were, they were, they were about in this film. They were. They were boobies about. Um, so, this film, okay, so... The oh, first... So, I mean, the basic summary is this guy gets out of jail, and this chick picks him up just randomly. It seems suspicious, but he's like, oh, yeah, whatever. She's like, no, I was just driving. It's my fantasy to pick a guy up at jail or whatever. And then, like, it goes into how they're trying to get his money, and he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, it's all about double-crossing... But horribly. And also, okay, he was accused of murder. No, not accused. He was found guilty of murder. Yeah, he was found guilty of murder, yeah. By stabbing his love um, 23 times with... With a bayonet. With a bayonet. And how many times did he say bayonet? I think that's the most I've ever heard bayonet used in a movie. That's true. I, and, like, it was is very, that, I don't know the details, but is a bayonet... Doesn't it have to be on a gun? Ah. Again, I don't understand. He just said bayonet like a bunch of times, and I was like, "What? Why does he keep saying bayonet? Like, what's the deal with bayonet? And why yeah. is he?" And it wasn't on the like when they showed the like the flashbacks to the scene. It wasn't like it was on a gun. Yeah. No, I mean they didn't show her getting stabbed. They just showed her like bloody body or whatever. No, there was a bayonet stuck in her. Oh, really? Well, uh, some sort of stabbing thing in her. He was in the army, though. They alluded to that. They alluded to it. That was all they talked about. My my mates and I, my buddies and I. And he brought <laughs> it up as soon as he got to jail. He's like, did one of my platoon mates put you up to this, honey bear? I know. And what was up with his accent, dude? That was a ridiculous accent. Well, he was apparently from Tennessee. Oh, another thing. Throwing it out there. He comes out of jail. His pretty much only possession is his guitar case. What's up with that? And a suit. And why was he dressed in a suit in his cell? Like, what... I, here's the thing. I thought when you get released from prison, they put you in a room, they hand you your stuff, you get dressed, and you leave. Not well, this maybe place. that's what he went in with, though. No, I understand that's what he went in with. Obviously, he went in with that. <laughs> My point is, is that the guy just opened up the cell, like, where he was staying, his lock, lock up. Yeah. Just, like, came in, opened the key, and just was like, he was already fully dressed with the guitar in hand. Now, yeah. That's not how it works. I know. Okay. Oh, another no, wait, wait, thing wait. about this movie... Not so much about the story as I was saying that it seemed like a different take with the same style as Twin Peaks, with the yeah. camera work and the uh, I think the camera and the weird music and just like the weird scenes and stuff was Twin Peaks esque. Okay, I think you're ta- I think you're confusing like movie uh, like David Lynch's style and direction. Yeah. With this person's inability. Well, they probably like tried to do something like that, but then it's just like they just did weird stuff. Like what was up with the 
the shots of the fish all the time. I don't even remember the fish. They're like when they were in the strip oh, club, the they fish, just always yeah. cut to the fish. I think it was like they needed something to cut to. It was supposed to be allegory. It was terrible. It was yeah. a terrible movie. Wait, I, I, let, let's just get back. You mentioned it. He leaves prison and he's just walking down the road in the yeah. middle of the freaking desert yeah, in it was Nevada. In the desert. There was no bus. There was no provided transport. Where the hell was this guy going? I know. That's what. I, yeah, he's not gonna. I know. That's ridiculous. And then this girl rolls up. In this, like, Camaro. Was it a Camaro or was it a Corvette? I was like, probably a Corvette. I don't know. Rolls up in a red Corvette, like, cutesy tootsie, like, hey, honey, come on in. <laughs> and so, and and this guy's like, oh, yeah, oh, who sent you? Who paid for you? And she's like, no one paid. Like you said, no one paid for me. I just showed up. Yeah, she's like, I was, it's my fantasy to get pick up a jailmate or whatever. Right. So then, oh, so he's like, whatever, fine. He hops in. Yeah. They find themselves at a hotel where they're having copious amounts of sex. That's like the first five minutes of the movie. That is the first five <laughs> minutes of the movie. And then, we, I mean, things happen, but not much happens. And she's like, I'm in love with you. I know, yeah. I'm in love with you. And, and then, like, But then it's the whole thing whether, because she, she's like, you know. But she's a double crosser. Double crosser, but then like. She's but she's a triple crosser. Too, but I don't know. So she, Ridiculous. she was actually hired, so just for people following at home. The story is, is that this guy got put to jail for killing a person, the, uh, but the person was his girlfriend. The girlfriend was actually a money runner for this mob guy. She had a, he had a million bucks, uh, and it was split 50-50. $500,000 she had, the woman that was killed, and he had $500,000. Okay? Yeah. As it turns out, the mob boss actually did the killing. He was set up for murder. And this whole plot of this thing, he hired the girl to pick him up at the yeah. and to gain his trust. I mean, it was a... T- I mean, for a comedy... Yeah, it was a, t- it was, a stupid plan. Oh, my God. It was the stupidest plan. She was, like, the worst. She just kept... She was... She, there was no subtlety to her actions at all. She, she like, gave, she had sex with him and just said, like, what are we going to do for money now that I love you? I know, yeah. And then also, like, she invites him to go to that, like, weird graveyard thing with all the old signs. Also, oh, where do they get the power for those signs? That's what I was wondering. Where, yeah, like, you know, there's it... all of these neon signs on everywhere, and it's just, like, it's in the middle of nowhere. No one ever comes here. Why are the signs on then? <laughs> yeah, no one ever comes. And, and also, you forgot about the plot point where she shoots two people, but it turns out to be a con, and there was blanks in there. Yeah, I know. Oh, this movie has way too much crap in it. I don't even... Frankly, I didn't remember any of it. And now that we're talking about it, I remember all of it. And then <laughs> the... Um, so, bottom line is, what about the scene... Okay, here's... Oh, a, another thing. Another point. The whole that he can't drive thing. That came... That was in and out all the time. Like, you're like, no, you drive. I can't drive. I just never learned. And then they have, like, a scene a couple of things later where, like, you know, he just takes the car, he's doing, like, wheelies and being all super good or whatever... And then, like, later it comes up again, like, I thought you couldn't drive. But then, like, there's a huge time in the middle where he's just driving anyways with her in the car. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. I think, you know the part where he was doing wheelies? No, well, yeah. Circles and stuff? So, yeah. I, that was a scene to show that he would, he learned how to drive. I know, but that's what I mean. Like, the, like, it was pretty, like, super clear, like, that they were countering that he can't drive. But then later... He totally drove. He was driving with her, like, nothing was said about it. And then, like, super towards the end, she said something like, I thought you couldn't drive. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, I have two scenes. 
that I want to call out. One, the first scene where he drives up to the policeman that framed him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes off into the distance, and, and it's all from the point of view of the girl in the car. And, like, all this interaction happens. He gets frisked, blah, 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 blah. He's, like, kicking the ground. Yeah. Yeah, terrible. Comes back, and he's all like, ha, 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 look what I just did. I'm like, you didn't do anything. I know. And then... And he could totally still arrest him for anything. Anything. I mean, he's on parole. They said he got... So that's the thing. They said he got 22 years or something like that. Yeah, but he it was 14, he, I thought. No, that's what he got released at. 14. Oh, yeah. So he was on probation. Yeah. Another thing, too... He went to the library and checked the microfiche. That was intense. <laughs> I don't even remember that scene. He like, yeah, he like pulled. I gotta check something. So he pulled up to the library and they showed him on the machine like doing all like you know the microfiche <laughs> stuff. And he's like, hmm. I mean, it didn't even say what he looked up. I assume it was something having to do with the girl. Oh, he looked up about the sister because oh, the, yeah, yeah, his yeah. girlfriend's sister was actually the the person running the bar. Right. In the strip club. And the sister, that angle plays in at the end. Oh, there was like... That sister plays in the end because the, the mob boss finally admits to killing the girl. The sister was there. There was like a big... Oh, my God. Jeremy, this movie was pretty bad. I know. Yeah. I feel and, like, I mean, they, they did a lot of plot points that seem like good twists. Like, if you were storyboarding it or something, I guess. But, like, I don't know. It was really bad. Well, And then, here's the, the kicker. At the yeah. very end of the movie... Everything works out. He gets the police officer involved. It turns out the police officer took the money, I guess. Yeah, because at the end he's all like, let's go use spend some money or we something. We some money to spend. What yeah. does that mean? <laughs> That's crazy. Does that mean that he had the money to begin with? I, I guess. I mean, but they just weren't clear. But also, just that's not even that much money. It was a million dollars, and these people are going to so much trouble. I have 500000 no, I think because he would have had both the parts if both of them had 500000 Uh, maybe. But anyways, her house was so nice. That house was worth more than a million dollars, like, already. And she had a Corvette. Yeah. Which, the, the and never dirty Corvette. Yeah. Which like that the, had to be in the next 20 grand. Stuff. Like, so, <laughs> how about this? All right, so there's the scene. The scene where he marks on a map with an yeah. X. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he leaves the map. He leaves the map. Now, was that a setup? Was he just trying to set that person up? I think up? it was, yeah, it was a setup. But then she didn't tell him. They, he, they didn't say it, but they must have had cameras in her house because they knew about the map even though she wasn't going to tell them. No, because she was a terrible... She was terrible. She, like, obviously hid the thing. I know, yeah, no, with she, the magazines, like, right there. With the magazines and the newspaper, and he's like, you know what I love? He's like, hey, honey, is this today's newspaper? I know. You know what I love? I love magazines. But you know what I love more than magazines? Maps. <laughs> oh, oh, that reminds me of another good saying. He said, uh... <laughs> he says, you hear that, gentlemen? You done been possessed, boy. As the girl was grabbing his balls. <laughs> he kept... Oh, no! Remember, remember he kept... He kept... <laughs> he had a name for his... Yeah, his it was kids. old General Cockburn. <laughs> Yeah. Old and then they cut to the fish right after he said that. <laughs> oh my goodness. He had yeah, a couple other good one-liners. I should have wrote them down. The um, But here's the thing. 
the map was marked with an X, okay? Yeah. But the car, the whoever was following was already there. They already showed the chase of him being followed or coming through the desert. No, they, he didn't get followed. He just did they? Yeah. The it, the scene where they the map scene and him like going to dig up whatever the by the way. Yeah. That's that, what they, I was saying. They, they must have cut, had a camera in. They were the... cutting back and forth. So why does he even need to find them? You know what I'm saying? The map was like him pointing out that he had the map or that he liked maps or whatever. It didn't matter because there was already a car coming. And by the way, way to be there, that wasn't very stealthy at all. Driving 80 miles an hour down a dirt road, like of course that guy's gonna see you coming at you. It was yeah. a giant, and by the way, he had those like um, military like 1970s. Yeah, he had all that like grenades and military stuff like buried in the desert. Yeah, exactly. Because you think he's gonna go b- dig up the money, but in fact, he goes and digs up a a AK-47. Yeah. Two grenades and binoculars. Oh, also the grenade in the like suitcase that like totally threw the guy off. Like it never blew up. Like the pin was yeah. I mean, it wasn't set to blow up. It was like totally a decoy, I guess. I don't know. That was weird. The grenades never even came into play ever. Yeah. Well, it did, but it didn't blow up. They, he never even. It was and the, all right. So look, they follow him in the desert. He he buried. You think he's gonna get the money, but he's just digging up his old military shit, I guess. Yeah. They show up, he sees them, and then he just fires with, like, it looked, I don't even know if there was blanks in there or not. It sounded terrible. <laughs> I know the sound, the gun sounds were not good. He shoots the thing, boom, 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 boom. Their car explodes. <laughs> but they're, like, hiding behind his car, and he's shooting them. I know. And he doesn't hit the car. I know. But then they run away. He drives up, I guess. Why wouldn't they attack him, I guess? I don't understand this. He drives up. In the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere. But they show up two scenes later. I know. Also, just, like, it seemed like they weren't as hurt as they, like, were made out to be. Because the guy's face was totally fine right after he got his, like, ass handed to him. No, the one guy did who got stabbed in the foot did have a limp throughout the movie. Yeah, they, but that, that's because it was a plot point to be sure it was the same guy. Right. Man, all right. Look, this movie, it was pretty terrible. It was. I realized towards the end, or actually at the very end, that it was totally just like a soap opera or something. I feel like it was soap opera execution. It was not very good. The guy was a want he obviously wannabe Elvis, who occasionally yeah. brought in a guitar and sang. Oh yeah, and he like he got on stage and was singing like at some point. Oh yeah, like, that in the nightclub, and she was so amazed by that. And how then, was he performing? I mean like was it like open mic night or something? I have no idea. He was performing, and this was very confusing because he was performing, and then the next thing you know, he's sitting next to her, and the same song is on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the same song. That's a good point. Yeah, there's a lot of plot holes. Oh, I mean, this, no. one, this is terrible. Let's give it a... Let's give it our... Yeah, how about... What's, what's your number? All right, look. I, I, I'm not going to go as bad as Prototype X23B, which yeah. I give a 0.5, because I said you cannot give a zero. Yeah. I am giving this a 1. 1.5. 1.5. It's pretty down there. It's pretty bad. Did we, did we... I forgot write down what numbers we get. I don't think we did. No. I mean, I guess they are recorded on the video, but... Yeah. What are you giving it, Jeremy? I am going to give it a 6. A 6? Yes. I oh would my. rewatch this. What, you, this. You blow in my mind. A 6? I know, because I think this is the first crappy movie that we've watched that is like... It is crappy, but it's crappy in an entertaining way. 
Whereas the other one was not crappy in an entertaining way. And my scores, if it's above five, I would consider rewatching it. If it's below five, I would definitely not rewatch it. I yeah, I'm definitely not rewatching. I would rewatch it. I oh would my. watch it with someone like and make fun of it. So you you and you and General Cockburn. Yes. <laughs> my the only thing I liked about this movie was the like my remembering Carrie Wor. That was the only oh, yeah. thing I liked. The yeah. Chick, yeah. Yeah, and putting a name to that guy because I've seen that guy in like twenty films maybe over the course of my lifetime. And what was up with the blonde like Russian chick or whatever? That was dumb. She was in it for like two seconds. Yeah. I, and she is not even that cute. No, no. Yeah, it was terror. It was not a good. All right, so what's a one and a half to what's was that seven and a half three point two five? No, or add it. No, it's a three point two five. That's the fresher and parlance rating. Oh, okay. The aggregated. Oh, I'm sorry. The mean of fresher and parlance. The mean. The mean it's true. That's happening. Is okay. Three point two five. Three point two five. That's terrible. That's a terrible movie. I brought it up. I mean, it's pretty bad, but I think it's one of those movies that is watchable because it's bad, which is what I would look for in a bad movie. Uh, again, I there were some. I maybe I could watch it ironically again, but I not, mean that's yeah, definitely. Maybe it's, if maybe for the fifteenth anniversary of the Fresh and Parland show, the reunion show, maybe we could watch <laughs> it again. Revisit the movies. Yeah, because that yeah. Whew. Oh man, <laughs> I notice progressively my hair is getting more and more messed up as the night goes on as we talk here. So wait, but between the uh, prototype and this one, which one would you be more likely to watch again? Uh, this one, because it had, like, some boobies in it. The other one did too. Nah, not like really. Like once, I guess. No, this one was... I mean, also that scene where she bends over and she's not wearing underwear. That happened a lot, didn't it? Yeah, the, again, another reason... I mean, that's another reason to like the movie. <laughs> It's true. It is. A, it is a bonus. Yeah. So, what genre should we go with? Um, let's go with uh, what you pick. You pick this time. I picked last time, but okay, I'll pick one. Uh. That was supposed to be action adventure. That was not. That was. How about comedy? We haven't done a comedy. Well, Barfy was a comedy. Was it? Yeah. Well, we've done one. That's comedy. fine. Let's do it. I press comedy. No subgenres. Okay. Oh, I guess we could. Do you think we should do something? No, it's fine. It's fine. Maybe best of British humor. What would you get? I mean, did you I was going to do sub someone. Okay, yeah. I'll just press random. I already did random. I have mine up and I'm I'm disgusted by what came up. Oh, mine is I don't know. I may have to redo it again. What what is it? You got to say it. Herpes boy. What? Herpes boy. Herpes boy. Yeah, like Herpes Boy. And that's a movie? Yeah. Tired what's, of, what's the Netflix rating? A 2.7. Tired of being teased about his birthmark on his face, loser Rudolph posts his rant and rave videos to the internet. But Noah watches his quirky until his quirky cousin edits them to attract an online crowd. That doesn't sound that bad. Herpes Boy. <laughs> Mine is Penny Princess. I think it sounds worse, but it got 3.3. What's the plot? It's summer? from 1952, but it's uh, American shop shop girl Linda Smith is amazing, uh, is amazed with a distant relative. Uh, I can't read. 
American shop girl, Lindy Smith, is amazed when a distant relative leaves her a sizable inheritance, including a tiny European country called, oh, uh, Lamp, Lampadora. Linda bans her new realm-only industry, smuggling, putting its bankrupt citizens in a bind. With the aid of British cheese salesman Tony Craig, Lindy markets an alcoholic cheese, but stiff tariffs imposed by other countries prompt her to reconsider smuggling. That sounds better than I thought from the original. I feel thing. like I don't even need to watch it. That was a very detailed... Yeah. Who's in that? Who's in it? Uh, let's see. Where does it say who's in it? Should be to like to the right there, the bottom, like bottom right. Boop, boop. Oops. I don't see it. 1952. Um, well, the main see? character is Yolanda Dunlin. If that's someone you know. All right. So oh, I see. Yeah, you, Dirk. Uh, dog something, A. E. Matthews, Reginald Beckwith, Mary uh, Claire, Edwin Styles. What year was this one? What? Fifty-two. No, yeah, nineteen fifty-two. And that, what's the running time on it? Uh, it doesn't have one, and it's uh, not rated. What's it called? Penny Princess. I'm leaning toward yours. Yeah. It seems all right. I mean, it's, like, totally different than other ones we've done. All right, let's do it. Penny Princess. It's done! Penny Princess! Yeah, and I, I kind of want... It's, I'm assuming it's black and white, too, so it might be a... It might be... It might be okay. It's, it'll definitely be a, a new type of movie. For sure. For sure. All right. All right. Well, I think that just about... Yeah, that's, that's a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah, just about does it. Um, I think we've been on for about an hour and twenty tonight, Jeremy. Yeah, our yeah. I, I mean, including our a little bit late start. Yeah. I think right. it's been an hour and a half. Well, let's call it. Let's give it a call. Calling it. This is. Uh, I think we're coming to a close. This is Fresher signing out. And this is Parland saying, "Have a good hump day," and Woo-hoo. see you next week for Fap Time. Ho.